Good morning, evening, and afternoon. Welcome to episode number one. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and today we will be joined by my beautiful wife, Sol, and we will be talking about Venezuelan culture. And this is Culture Apology. everyone. I'm your host, Nick, and tonight we are joined by my beautiful wife, Sol. Uh, Sol is from Venezuela, and um, we're going to be talking about her and her, her culture and Venezuelan culture in general. Uh, so let me introduce you, Sol. Uh, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, Nicholas. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Why don't we start off a little bit and uh, talk about uh, where you came from, where you grew up and uh, okay. Venezuela um, a little bit. Well, I was born in Caracas, is the capital of Venezuela. I am what is called a Caraqueña. That's how how we like we call the people that's born there. I have uh, three sisters, and yeah. And when I was living in Venezuela, we were located like where the mountains are, so it's like a really cool area to live with. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about Caracas um, and, and where Venezuela might be in general for people, for those that uh, don't know. Um, well, are you talking me? Are you talking about Venezuela? Where it's located? Yes. Well, it's in South America. Uh, we're like between Colombia and Brazil. Um, Venezuela is a small country, but it's like it's really like biodiverse. We have. Um, like a great variety of wildlife. We have desert, we have jungle, we have snow. And it's like a really, really nice country. Yeah, for those of you, though, that uh, don't know, the in the movie Up, the yes. the location that they were going to end up traveling to, well, they did end up traveling to the old man, um, Angel Falls in the, uh, in the movie, that is actually located in Venezuela. Yes, it is. Is the biggest waterfall, I think, in the world. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, Caracas. How 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 is it to live live there? Uh, well, I, I didn't live like in Caracas. I, I was born in Caracas, and all my life was in Caracas. But I was living in the mountain area. Okay. Uh, it's like thirty minutes away from Caracas. The city is really complicated. Um, basically, it's divided like for like place like. Half of the city is like you can be there normally, and half of the other city is like really dangerous. So um, I can only talk about the I don't want to say the, the nice part, but like it's the part that I was like that I spend more time there. Okay. Now, when you say dangerous, what do you mean by dangerous? Uh, well, there's like the biggest. I think it's the biggest barrio in whole Latin America. I don't know what you know if you know what a barrio is. Uh, I do, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Um, well, it's like what well, the people—I don't know how to explain it in English. So mm-hmm. my English is not that—I don't have a not that extent to explain it. So I know with barrios, that's what we would consider uh, very low-income yes. housing, and those barrios are basically stacked on top of each other. The 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 barrio is not a place that you really want to live um, if you if you don't have to. Yeah, uh, I know there's a there's a high murder rate there, correct? Yes, um, I was reading like one person gets killed in Venezuela like every ten minutes. Wow, that's y- yes, that's a lot. And the capital of Venezuela, Caracas, is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. While I was growing up, it was not that bad, but. With all the political changes, the thing like get worse. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your your childhood. Um, <clears throat> how, how was it growing up in Venezuela? Uh, I, I had a I had a really good childhood. I have I have three sisters, and my parents were divorced, so I we spent like the majority of the time with my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like a really strong figure. Like in, in my life, and, and I guess in all my sister's life, we're like really like 
um, how can I say that we're like, really close? Very, very close, yeah. Yes. So uh, my mom is what you can say the head of the family. Okay. Yeah. So she, she's like the head of the household. Yes. Um, now with that, so so what was the your family like growing up? How how was the dynamic? Um, how was you? How was it when you went to school? Uh, well, um, my family is really religious, mm-hmm. so I always went to like uh, religious high school, and I even like graduated from a religious college okay. or university. I don't know how to say it, but yes. Uh, so, like, but it was like Jesus Christ, God, and the Virgin Mary. They were like they're really important in my life. Mm-hmm. In, my middle name is Maria. That is in honor of the Virgin Mary. It's not right. only. All my sisters are Maria, yes. my mother, and even my niece. It's yes. like a tradition that we have. Like every girl in the family needs to have the middle name Maria. Right. So let's get into that a little bit. The what? What you talk about religion and your family being religious? What religion are you? I am Catholic. Catholic. Right. So with the Catholic religion, you guys, um, the Virgin Mary is a very yes. strong figure in in the religion. Yes, it is. Would that be safe to say that plays a role in your mother being a very strong uh, female, especially in within the family? Yes, I, I think so. I think so. that has something to do with that. And the Virgin Mary, some, when I came to the United States, where it was like a really shock to me, is that I didn't like see or felt that the Virgin Mary has like a lot of like presence here. Mm-hmm. That's what I I have seen. So that was like a really shock to me because while I was growing up, the Virgin Mary was like a something really important. It does something that I didn't see here in the United States. Right, and and to get to that, the Catholic religion in Venezuela is the yeah. biggest and most popular religion yeah. in the country. Yeah. And here, there there is a lot of Christianity, mm-hmm. but because we have such a diverse culture in the United States. Yes. One religion isn't necessarily more popular or bigger unless you say Christianity, but that's probably one of the reasons why you don't see the Virgin Mary everywhere here like you do in Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think in Venezuela, like, 90% of the people is Catholic. Right. And I know the the majority of people here are uh, in some form of Christian. Yes. But uh, it, it's not like Venezuela where one religion is more than others. Yeah. And like I said, because we have such a diverse group of people that live here, um, you don't see the Virgin Mary as yes, much. Yes. That was like one of the things that like really impressed me when I got here. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, I grew up in a really religious home. If you go to my house, you will see everywhere uh, like religious figures, mm-hmm. uh, Bibles. Um, how do you call the necklace? The rosary. Yes, the rosary. So they are everywhere in my house, mm-hmm. and I think that's really part of who I am. Right. Why well, pray every night? Uh, even though maybe you probably don't see me, but I'm always praying. <laughs> And that's, like, uh, really important to me. And that, I don't know, like, make me who I am. Yes. Right now? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, well, my parents are divorced. Right. And in my, the fam- my family dynamic, my mom was really important. Like, literally, what my mom says is what it is. Right. Even right now that I'm married and I have a kid, my mom's opinion is still really important for me. <laughs> like, if she said, don't do this, I... I, I won't do it. It's just like the way I grew up. Right. Like, I need to respect my mother. My mom is like... Yeah. And, and is that um, is that normal in Venezuelan households, the mother being the head of the family, per se? Uh, is that just your family or is that in a majority of families? Yeah, it's really common. I cannot speak about everyone in Venezuela, mm-hmm. but I can about what I know and the people I know. Yes. Uh, the, the mother is like a really important figure, even like above the dad. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. Like, 
when, like, forgive me an example. When I was like growing up, I never asked anything to my dad. If I wanted to go out, I didn't even even like ask my dad opinion mm-hmm. when my mom was enough. Yeah, I, I know here um, it's kind of it goes both ways. You know, yes. you can go ask your mom, "Mom, can I can I go do this?" Oh, go ask your dad, or you go ask your dad, and it's, "Oh, go ask your mom." And uh, but it's not that there. It's oh. it's you ask your mother, and that's that's it. Yeah, it's really it's really different because if my father said yes, you can go, I will feel like uh, I don't know if I can go because I don't have my mom didn't say my dad said it, but it's not like. Uh, it doesn't count that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know when uh, when we were meeting for the first time in, in person, yes. uh, we had to get, well, you had to have your mom allow it to go, even though we were adults. Yes. That uh, y- your mom had to allow you to do that. And if she said no, then that would never have happened. Exactly. So I can understand. I, I see how the importance of, of, you know, your mom. Yes. And do you remember that you said like, when are going to, when, I, when am I going to talk to your dad? And I said like, it doesn't matter if my mom supports you. <laughs> you yes. Well, I didn't understand at the time. Yeah. So, um, so getting into that a, a little bit, you've, you've, you've been here for, for a little bit of time. How different in raising our child, is it then than say when you were young and your mom raising you? Um, I think my mom was more strict. Mm-hmm. I think that while doing that, I was not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we like he can watch TV. I mean, we were like really strict with that. Uh, for example, why I wearing shorts? Uh, my mom wouldn't allow that, even if it was a boy or a girl. We never wore shorts, never, because she was. It was something that she really like looked like bad, mm-hmm. like showing that much skin. Even though you're a baby, it was not something that she was like. Oh, that's okay. No. And do you think that has to do with being religious? Yes, as I told you, like the religion, religion is really important mm-hmm. in my family, and so- I think that has something to do. Like the first time I, w- I wore like a dress. I was, what, 15 years old? Mm-hmm. Before that, my mom didn't allow us to do that. It oh. was really complicated. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that has something to do with my mom being strict and with the religious background that I have. Okay. So let's get into maybe some of the, the, the traditions that your family or, or those in Venezuela may have. Um, you know, Christmas just passed a couple of days ago. Yes. And so what would be a, a, the typical tradition for say Christmas and the upcoming new years? Okay. Uh, well for us, I think Hispanics in general, um, Christmas for us is the 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know here's Christmas Eve, but the 24 for us is when, when we do everything. We do like the, the dinner, like all the gathering with the family members and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the 25, we don't do anything. We right. just like eat leftovers. We make arepas. That is uh, like the national dish in my, con- uh, in my country. And that's pretty much it. But an important day for us is the 24. So that was like a big shock when I came here. Because here the 24, yeah, it, it was not a, as big of a deal as the 25. Right. So in my country it was like kind of the opposite for the uh, New Year's. Um, yeah, uh, it's pretty much the same. We do the thirty-one or traditional dish that is ayaka, uh, pan de jamón, uh, pernil that is pork, mm-hmm. and yes, that's what we do. Okay, so it's not that different. Like I think that the biggest difference is that Christmas for me is the twenty-four. Right, and that was something that I yes. had to get used to a little bit is adjusting how what day Christmas was sort of on. Well, yes, and one other thing also is like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Like in Venezuela, we we don't say Santa Claus; we right. say Baby Jesus. So let's get into that a little bit. So I know here um, it's Santa Claus. You know, we, we we talk about Santa Claus. Yes, we have songs about Santa Claus. Yes, we have the reindeer, and we have ornaments, we have decorations, and everything here is Santa Claus. Yes, and it's different in Venezuela. It is. So, so tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, uh, to be honest with you, even though I'm an adult, I feel really uncomfortable talking about Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Because when I was growing up, um, always was baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember one time when I was a kid that I said something about Santa Claus and I got in trouble because my mom said, no. Santa Claus doesn't exist. It's baby Jesus. He's the one that brings the gift. He's the one that you need to, like, uh, write the letter because Venezuelan kids write a letter mm -hmm. asking for what they want for Christmas and they put it in the tree. So, um, it was cool. I feel sometimes I really, like, uncomfortable with the fact of the Santa Claus because that's not something that I'm used to. So, I, I'm, like, regarding to my son, I'm in a difficult position because I don't know... Um, Which paths? With like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, think, I think we, we we would have to take both paths. Yes. So we'd have to include both, just because one, your culture, yes, is his culture, it becomes my culture. Yes. We celebrate baby Jesus, but on the other hand, we do live in the United States, where Santa Claus is is such a big, iconic figure for Christmas that. I think that has to be celebrated as yes, well. Yes, and I don't want him to feel like an outsider. I know what he's like in the school, and everyone right. is talking about Santa Claus, and he's talking about baby Jesus. But he's like an uncomfortable subject for me, mm -hmm. because I just feel that I'm, I don't know, like betraying what I what I am. <laughs> to be honest with you, yes. yeah, I, I, and I can understand that. It, it's 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 uh, something that you've you've yes. had your entire life, and it's. Now a little bit different than than what it was. Yes, I think other differences about the like in Venezuela we have uh, the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's secondary. Like the the main thing is the nativity set. That is not like the ones that we have, like the ones we have here to mm -hmm. in the house. No, in Venezuela you need to build it. Um, for example, in my house, like in the dining room. My mom will literally build a uh, nativity set that it was so huge you can build, you cannot like get inside the the dining room anymore. Oh, it's really? Like, you walk in the nativity set, and it's just it's a giant yes. set. Yes, and she made like uh, mountains and she stick it to the walls. It's like the whole. She just grabbed the whole room to make the nativity set, and that's how <laughs> we do it. I cannot do it here, and because I think that I don't know if you will understand that, and if you if you will feel, like, comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that's one of the things that, that I I feel bad because I didn't do this year. <laughs> I didn't, I, to be honest, I did not know that that was such a, uh, an important aspect yes, of, of Christmas. It is. The Christmas tree is not as an important thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I remember one time in my house, more like a couple of years, like, we didn't have the, the Christmas tree. We just saw with the nativity set was... Oh. <laughs> yeah, here Enough. here the Christmas tree is the center point of yes. of the whole Christmas scene yes. inside of your house. It, it's the main focal point is the Christmas tree. All the presents go under the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree is yes. decorated <laughs> with ornaments and lights and a, you know a, a, a tree topper, usually a star or or it could be an yes. angel or it could be a Santa Claus. Um, but yeah, the main focus uh, here is is the Christmas tree, whereas in Venezuela it is the the nativity set, you know, but not not the small little ones that you you have, yes. but it, but a, a big one that you actually have to build. Yes, hmm. um, but it's okay. I think I need to like adapt, and uh, I think I'm okay with having a little nativity set, but I still need to have it. <laughs> yeah, which we do, which we do. Yes. Uh, so, what other traditions are are in Venezuela? You know. Um, And I, and I say traditions, but it's, you know, it's more than just, you know, a Christmas tradition or, or a, a New Year's tradition. You know, it could be, you know, I, I, I know in Venezuela, you guys have a week long celebration that, that nobody works. Uh, the Holy Week, Semana Santa. Yes. Right. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, I don't, do you guys have a Holy Week here? Uh, we, there is a Holy Week, but work doesn't stop. Okay. So I know there's Ash Wednesday. Yes. And but that it's 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 celebrated but in a in a by by few people. It's yes. not celebrated nationally. It's it's celebrated within some of the religions and yes. most of the people do not do anything with 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 that. I just know that there's Ash Wednesday 
And then at the end there is Easter, which, which is a, it yes. is a national holiday is Easter, but it's not a week long celebration like it is in, yes. in Venezuela. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, in Venezuela, usually you don't work the whole week mm-hmm. in order that you can go to the, to the church and all that. And we have, uh, for example, on Wednesday, that is, we, that's the Nazarino day. Mm-hmm. So, I, in Nazareno Day, you can make a promise to Nazareno. And now, you, who, what is Nazareno? It's Jesus de Nazareth. Okay, okay, Jesus Nazareth, okay, Jesus yes. Nazareth. Yes, exactly. So, for example, uh, me and my family, we have always make promise to Jesus de Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in every, like, Semana Santa, my father, for example, he has, like, I guess, 20 years dressing as Jesus de Nazareno. Mm-hmm. And every Wednesday, he needs to go to church dressed as Jesus de Nazareno and being like in the church in the mass. Okay. Yes. So, for example, in my case, when I was 10 years old, I make a promise to Jesus de Nazareno mm-hmm. for my allergies. And I dress as him for like, I think, five, eight years. I don't remember. Uh, but I needed to do it because mm-hmm. if you don't do it, it's like literally you're like failing to the promise to him. Okay. But it does a thing and you can see literally people like the whole street, the whole street just dresses him. I, people I just grab the big cross mm-hmm. and they just walk like a whole like kilometers barefoot. It's like a really, oh, wow. yeah. Yes. I, people that wear like a, a crown with, um, what is Thorns. it? Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Yes, and it's like, there's a guy that he's really famous in Venezuela um, because he has a promise to Nazareno. He dresses Nazareno, he grabs the big cross, he has the little crown with horns, mm-hmm. and he walks like a bunch of kilometers. I don't remember how much, but it's, it's like really like a long thing, a long mm-hmm. way. A long distance, yeah. Yes, so I think he needs to walk like two, three days. Oh, wow. Yes, Wow. So, I don't know if that, like, can tell you, like, the big and the mm-hmm. importance that the Holy Week had for us. Right. It's like, so, is like, that, does that, is that only one day, or what about the rest of the week? Because I know you said on Wednesdays. So, yeah. what about, what about the rest of the week? The rest what? of the days, uh, you just only go to Mass. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you go to Mass every yes. day. And the Sunday, that is what we call Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the mass is the longest. It's like three hours. Right. Yes. So I know here, um, Easter Sunday, it started with the, like you said, resurrection yes. of Jesus Christ. There's, but it, it's a little different here now. You know, we celebrate the Easter bunny and eggs yeah. and, and things like that. And, you know, it, it's, kind of gotten away from the religious aspect a little bit. And I know there's plenty of religious people out here that the Easter Sunday is for the resurrection yes. of Jesus Christ. But nationally is celebrated. We have an Easter bunny. We hide eggs and, and they find eggs understand. and have little Easter baskets. And Yeah, that's why I don't understand. I don't want to offense anyone, but I don't understand it. Um, how they, they come from like resurrection Sunday to the Easter bunny. And I, <laughs> so I, to be honest, um, I, I don't quite yes. know, but, uh, it's, it's, it's celebrated that way. Um, yes. Nationally kind of. So yes. And once again, I, I, I feel like, what am I going to do with my son? Yes. I want to do the Easter bunny, but I want him to do the things that I, that I did when I was a kid growing up. Yes. So, and I think that's where we will have to uh, yes. uh, compromise a little bit and kind of do both, just kind of like we do now. We have yes. some of the Venezuelan culture and some of the American culture. Yes, exactly. Um, just kind of breeding <laughs> into this one little boy. Um, so tell us about uh, maybe some some other traditions that you guys celebrate or have or... Um, well, in January, uh, we have, uh, Los Reyes Magos. Okay. What's that? Um, uh, how do you call it? Wiseman? The Wiseman? Yes. Okay. Um, what we do, well, in Venezuela, the kids ask for gifts, um, in that day too. They receive a gift from Los Reyes Magos. 
Um, I never received a gift when I was a kid because I was behaving mad or anything. <laughs> but it's a tradition. <laughs> uh, that does not, why does that not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a tradition. The majority of the kids, uh, they do receive a gift. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so for 15 years, you never received a gift. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, it was a time that I'm skipping again to going again to Christmas. Um, you know, you write the letter for mm-hmm. baby Jesus and you put it to the tree. You need to put it, I don't know, like, I don't know, two weeks before Christmas. And I remember that we were behaving so bad that uh, I, it was 24 and it was 6 p.m. and my letter was still on the tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I was so sad, Jeez. and I remember that baby Jesus took my letter at like 9 p.m. Oh, man. My mom was... <laughs> and then what did you do, find it in the trash because you were behaving bad? <laughs> no, I received my gift, but my mom like, made me suffer. So so what's the, uh, the other... Uh, mom, yeah. yes. Um, well, that day the gift, the kids receive a gift, and we have something that is called Roscon de Reyes. I don't know how to say okay. in English. Um, but in that Roscon de Reyes, there's like a cake. Okay. It has a little, like, figure. Okay. Um, the idea of this is that you need to, like, ask for a gift. And they just cut the roscon. And mm-hmm. the person that have the piece of the roscon with the little piece inside, uh, it says that you, your wish is going to come true. Oh, okay. And it's, like, a really nice stuff to do. Yeah. Okay. And that's tradition, a, a tradition that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. And I like us to implement okay well we can we saw that cake the other day yes. <laughs> so we it's a yeah um so ah. let's let's talk about maybe uh let's talk about some of the food it, it's it's very different than uh american food I, I know when when you first got here and i started cooking for you and everything was too spicy Yes. Let's talk about the food of Venezuela a little bit. Uh, it, and and what I have eaten of the food of Venezuela is absolutely delicious. Yes. Uh, well, our most important dish, and I think is the worldwide known, is the arepa. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about worldwide known. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I never heard of it until you told me. Well, it. Because you didn't know about good stuff before. <laughs> but yes, it is. Yes, it is worldwide known. Trust me, there are Venezuelans everywhere. That I do know. <laughs> and that, I'm so sure that in every Venezuelan house, there's always somebody making arepas. It's an important, uh, it's not, it's a dish that you can eat like, I don't know, any time of the day. It can mm-hmm. be a breakfast, it can be a dinner, it can be a lunch, it can be just like something, like an addition to your main meal. And mm-hmm. it, there is usually, you can eat a bake or fry, and you can fill it with whatever you want, literally whatever you want. There's no limit about w- with what you can um, fill your arepa. What, what is an arepa made out of? It's made with pre-cooked, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's pre-cooked dough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dough. Corn. It's corn. corn. Yes. Yes. Like uh, maize or something Yes, like that, exactly. Yeah. And it's made with something that is called pan, harina pan. Yes. That is everywhere here. And you cannot <laughs> deny it. Yes, it's it is. It's everywhere here, yes. And other dish that we have is something that is called cachapas. Mm-hmm. But it's also that with corn. That one's delicious. Yes. The majority of the foods in Venezuela are made with corn. Right. And as as I think uh, a lot of Hispanic cultures yes. do. do. Yes. Colombian have, the people from Colombia have arepas too, but they do it different. Mm-hmm. They don't like fill the arepa. Mm-hmm. I think they just like put the, the thing on top. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know what an arepa is, it's, it's almost a, um, a gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, I don't want to say a bread. It's not a bread. Um, it's not la tortilla. Either. No, 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 no. Um, no. It's, it's 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 a uh, it's its own thing. It's it's a circle. <laughs> well, no, if you make them, they're not a circle. <laughs> hey, I, mine aren't too bad. <laughs> but you cut it in half, and you can fill it. You know, we like to eat them with eggs and cheese and 
and uh, ham or turkey, uh, but you can also eat them with uh, shredded beef or shredded pork, or you can put chicken in it, or you can, a, a lot of different ways to eat these. And I know it's not being described very well, but <laughs> I, I have a hard time describing them because, well, it's, it's they're kind of new to me. No, and it's like so amazing that you cannot, you cannot describe it. There's not enough word to describe it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we have our national dish is something that is called pabellón. I think mm-hmm. you haven't tried it. Um, no, I tried the one in Colombia, which yeah, was similar. Yeah, but that was not, right. that was like their national dish. Yeah. Um, but it's something really, I guess you did when we went to the... Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, when we yeah. went to the Venezuelan restaurant. That's our national dish is rice, white rice, um, black beans, um, shredded, how do you say that? Beef. Yes, um, plantains. Plantains, yes. And... I think that's it. You can add like a fry egg on mm-hmm. top and an avocado. Yes. But yeah, those are like a national dish. Another thing really important in all our foods is plantain. Yes. Um, that one of, one of the things that I miss the most about my country. Because <laughs> yes. the plantains here are like kind of different in, in com- if you compare them with the ones that I have. Yes, I, quite a few foods here that we have here are different than in Venezuela. Yes. You know, even the avocados. Yeah. You know, the avocados are are small, baseball-sized. And in Venezuela, they are the size of a watermelon. Yes. I mean, they, they are yeah, huge. Enormous. Yes, they, they are much bigger than, they, than we have here. And, and I think that has to do with, with uh, where Venezuelan... Yeah. Is located, you know, yeah. it's, it's tropical. So they get much more rain and water and, yes. and than we do here, uh, in parts of the United States where avocados grow. Yeah. So, um, it, the, the wildlife is, is vastly different than, yeah. than the United States as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, Something really cool about that I, that I really like is like in Caracas, you can like be in the street, you can see like guacamayas. Do you know what a guacamaya is? I do not. It's like a big parrot, like mm-hmm. really big, but it has like really vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. And there's they they they're like a tropical um, bird, mm-hmm. and you can see them everywhere. They get inside the houses. It's like a really like close contact with the humans and those parrots and that that's really cool mm-hmm. and uh, yeah um we also have chiguires i think you guys call it capybara uh yes copy copy para copybara yes yeah, I... and um, well those ones you can see them on the street mm-hmm. like as i told you before i was living in a mountain and you can literally see them like crossing the street you can see the babies and mm-hmm. yeah it's like really something Cool to see. We also have a lot of what's the name of the sloth ones? The sloths. Yes. Yes. They get inside the houses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember the video that you showed me when it was just right there yes. inside your your just your garden. Right there. Yes. Yeah. And something really cool. Something that I really mm-hmm. really like about it. Yeah, and I know in Venezuela, there uh, part of the Amazon is in yes. Venezuela as well. And have you ever been to? Damn it. No, 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 but I would like to, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So tell us a little bit about Venezuela as, as a whole, you know, uh, we talked about it, it being tropical, you know, tell, yes. t- t- let's talk about that a little bit. About the tropical. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, just... I think Venezuela is really diverse. Mm-hmm. Can I say biodiverse? Yeah. Um, we have jungle, mm-hmm. we have snow, mm-hmm. we have desert, mm-hmm. we have llanos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what Janus is. I, 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 I don't know how to, how to literally translate it. But it's something that is called Janus. Mm-hmm. So it's really diverse. So what languages are spoken in Venezuela? I know Spanish is one. Are yeah. there any other languages that are spoken there? Uh, no, it is Spanish. No, just Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there's people that speak English, but it's mm-hmm. like... Just if you want to speak it like for work or mm-hmm. school, but the the language is Spanish. That's why my English is not that good. Well, it is good, but <laughs> uh, so I know that uh, there's sort of other 
cultures that have come in and integrated into Venezuelan culture. I know German is one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, in Venezuela, we have something that is called Colonia Tovar. Mm -hmm. That is basically a German town. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go there, it's literally like if you're, I don't know, going to old Germany. Is the people dress, uh, I don't know, with typical like outfits of, I don't know, Germany, like, a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's, all the houses are just the same. Um, there's, I think, there's like a law, mm -hmm. a regulation that you cannot just paint your house different or you cannot just do, do something different because it's just like break with the concept of the right. town. But it's just like the town, it's a like German town, mm -hmm. as I said. And it's, yes, really cool. Okay. That's, when I was living there, that was one of the locations that we were wanting to yeah. move into. So if, uh, say, a tourist was was to visit Venezuela, what would, would you say uh, would oh. be things that they should or okay. shouldn't do there? I will, uh, if you go to Venezuela, I will take you to the Avila. Mm -hmm. um, Caracas is surrounded by a big mountain that is called the Avila, and mm -hmm. it's absolutely stunning. Um, I will take you there. Um, it's a really cool cold mm -hmm. so you need to like go with like i don't know weather clothing but it's really cool i will take you there i will take you to the desert that is something called um los medanos de coro mm -hmm. it's literally just like desert you mm -hmm. can see like sand sand dunes dunes yeah you can see little oasis it's mm -hmm. really cool i will take you there um what else obviously you need to like see the cool uh, parts of Caracas. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about those cooler parts of Caracas. Well, besides the Avila, mm -hmm. because the Avila is there. So let's let's talk about um, something a little different. Let's get into some of the supernatural aspects of, of Venezuelan culture. Um, you know, here, depending on the part of the country that you're in, there's different... Um, Supernatural things, Wendigos, uh, Bigfoots, skunk apes, um, skinwalkers. Yeah. You know, even the chupacabra. It, Chupacabras. Yes, but we have that here as well. You know, there's there's different aspects. So let's get into a little bit of that. So, um, you know, we have the boogeyman. We have, uh, what is it, Slenderman, I guess now. Yeah. And those sorts of things. So, um, well, uh, we have a bunch of beliefs. There's mm -hmm. La Llorona, as I'm sure that you have heard. Yes, we watched the movie that was really, yes. really bad, but, so tell us a little bit well, about La, her. La Llorona is also always like terri terrify us while, mm -hmm. when we were kids. Well, still. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to the night. Uh, for like those of you that don't know my wife, which is everyone, uh, my <laughs> wife is a big scaredy cat. <laughs> no, no, it's just that I feel that talking about these things is like, like you're calling them. And I don't, I don't like to talk. <laughs> she's a scaredy cat. <laughs> I have to turn off all the lights while she's in the room because she's too scared to do Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, La Llorona. Um, La Llorona is, Basically, a woman that she just cries in the middle of the night uh, looking for the dead kids. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's people that said uh, that you can hear her cry. So when you hear her hear her cry, uh, is, she's going to take, like, the kid that is in the house. Mm -hmm. So while you were a kid, <laughs> you heard that if you hear that, she's going to take the kid. And you were the kid, you were like, this is not good. <laughs> This is not good. So, so what do you do to combat her? How, how do you not? Well, well, I was a kid. I, I was just always like, my my father, for example, he always tried to scare us. Mm -hmm. So he always like make a, like a fake cry, and you were like trying to cover your mouth, like your eyes, your sorry, your ears. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm getting nervous already. <laughs> I'm comfortable about it. That's okay. Uh, but yes. Uh, I don't remember what I did as a kid, but I'm still freaked out about the Llorona. <laughs> she received another name, too, that is called La Sayona. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much, just, I think, depends, like, in the area or the state that you are. Mm -hmm. That is the name. Some, some some people call it Llorona. Some people call it La Sayona. But it's pretty much the same. Mm. Other one is the Silvón. This is 
one of the scariest one, I think. Mm-hmm. And it still freaks me out. Um, basically, this is a belief from Los Llanos of Venezuela. But still the people from the city hear mm-hmm. about it. And while you were a kid, it still freaks you out. Uh, the legend said that if you hear the Silbon, like, whistling. Mm-hmm. But if you hear the whistle, like, uh, really far away, that means he's that means that he is close. But if you feel that, like, close, mm-hmm. that means he is far away. And what, he's, what does he do? He just kills. He just kills. <laughs> okay. He just kills. <laughs> so you hear the whistle, and then you're dead? But it's like a specific whistle. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to do it, but I will freak out. It's, it's like... <laughs> something like that. Okay. And if you hear it close, that means that you, you're safe. You can still run. Mm-hmm. But if you feel it far away, that means that he is like... And how, 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 he just he's so how, how did he how did he come to be well um so people from Los Llanos I said that they, they have seen it supposedly he's really tall like okay. really really tall like you can when you see him you, the only thing that you can see is his knees oh like, wow yeah because he's really tall he's okay so he's like if yeah. I I would see Yes. To his knees, and I'm six foot, and he, yes. if I'm only seeing his knees, he's, he's gotta be, yes. I don't know, 18 feet tall. Yes, he's huge. Oh, wow. And, um, I, I have an anecdote, mm-hmm. anecdote about it. Um, I, I was like 18 or something. I remember, like, in, in the house we were living, um, the, where the laundry was, mm-hmm. like, the washer and the dryer. Was not inside the house. You need to go out, walk a little bit on like in the patio, and you will get inside the a little room that was like the washing room. Right. And I remember that uh, I was doing the laundry. It was really late. It was like eleven or something. And I remember that I heard, I heard that mm-hmm. like in my ear, and I was like, I don't know, I I don't know what it was, but I swear to God that I heard it, mm-hmm. and I just. I heard him in the first in my ear, and the first thing that I thought was like, "Okay, he's whistling in my ear. That means he's far away." And I went running, running, and I just didn't even know how freaked out I was. Like that literally like traumatized me. Right. I don't know if I was alone there. Mm-hmm. There's, there was nobody there. There was no like my my parents were asleep, my my mother was sleeping, my sister was asleep, mm-hmm. were sleeping, and I just don't know what it was, but I I, I heard. I heard it. I don't know if it was just because I was always so freaked out. Yeah. And my mind. But, yeah. <laughs> and he freaks me out a lot. Okay. And other thing is witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have witches here, too. Yes. Um, I know with some of the Native American cultures, they have skinwalkers, which are, yes. are witches that can walk in different skins. Yeah. But in our case, our witches, they transform. I don't remember if one time we were talking no, what do you mean you about transform into big birds. Into birds. Yeah, but night birds. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, an owl or anything like that. It's just like a really big, scary bird that is not like, oh, that's an owl. It's like mm-hmm. a weird stuff. And they're usually really big. Mm-hmm. Like really big. And supposedly when you see a witch... That you you see him like flying in your house in the middle of the night or something, you need to say, uh, "Come tomorrow to ask for salt," mm-hmm. and uh, then that person is going to go the next day in the morning to your house to ask for salt, and that way you will know that she's a wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom said that she she experienced something like that. Like she said that something to her bird. And then the neighbor went to ask for salt. Oh. And they were like, okay, she's a, a witch. So what happens if, if the witch comes, you don't tell them to ask for salt? What what happens? It's just, you will never know because you don't know the intentions of the witch. Mm-hmm. So the idea is like for you to protect, you need to say the salt thing. Because mm-hmm. then that way she, she knows that she, oh, they, these people are aware of me. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't say it, she's just going to keep coming and do whatever she wants to do with you. Mm-hmm. Something bad. Like, right. for the most part. Now, do witches, they, they, obviously, I would say they practice witchcraft, or is it voodoo, or hoodoo, or, you know, because here we have voodoo, we have yes. voodoo, you know, especially down in the south, 
Louisiana yes. area, there's, there's hoodoo, voodoo, you know, and, and those types of things. There's different places in the United States. There's different types of witches. Yes. And, you know, a lot of them practice witchcraft and whatnot. What is the witches of Venezuela practice? To be honest with you, I, I, I really don't know. I know it's mm-hmm. like something with black magic, but I always try not to get too involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's how it makes me feel uncomfortable. But yes, I know in Venezuela there's a mountain that is called Montaña de Sorte. That is specifically for people to do witchcraft there. Mm-hmm. You go and you can see like animal sacrifice, um, people like grabbing bones from graves and doing stuff. Ashes is really, mm-hmm. it's really creepy. And that mountain is well known for that. Witchcraft, black magic that people do, like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And where's that located? Um, it's not, I think it's like mm, more for Los Llanos de Venezuela, it's not like, near to the city. Mm-hmm. Is it in it's the same like, state as Caracas? Or? No, 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 no. See, um, Caracas is the capital, and um, it's more like from near to the Amazon. It's not oh, okay. really well, to be honest, I'm not, not quite sure. Okay. Because as I said before, I don't feel comfortable with the subject. <laughs> but yes, we also have a chupacabra. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other thing that I guess is a superstition, but I guess it's the same here. Like, for example, at 3 a.m. The witching hour? Yeah. But in Minnesota, we don't call it witching mm-hmm. hour. It's like the devil time. The devil's time, right. Yes. Um, it was awful. I, I, if you wake up at 3 a.m., it was the worst feeling. In the world. Because you grow up, like, with that belief that mm-hmm. 3 a.m. is the bad time. You cannot be awake at 3 a.m. 3 a.m., the bad thing happens. Mm-hmm. If you wake up at 3 a.m., you need to start praying. So, when you were, like, a kid, or even an adult, if I wake up at 3 a.m., I will be like, oh, my God. And I start, like, praying. Because mm-hmm. it's something that I grew up with. And it's still, like, to this day, um, it's still part of me. Yeah. I don't like 3 a.m. I-, I don't like to be awake at the time. That's not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've been awake quite a few times at 3 a.m. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what else? Um, I think those are the like the most... I'm so sure they, they, they are more like belief or legends, mm-hmm. but those are like the main ones. Mm. The main ones, yes. And have you yourself seen anything else other than... The way... Well... One time I saw, I, I believe I saw a witch, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't ask for the salt. Uh. It was a, it was really weird. I think it was in the phone with you mm-hmm. while I was in Venezuela. It was a huge bird. It was huge, as big as me. And he just like stand up like in the middle of the, um, how do you call? Like the roof or the wall? Yeah, it was a wall. Mm-hmm. And he just stood there. And I was like, and I, all my, I have goosebumps, mm-hmm. and I feel like, ugh, I don't know, I feel like empty inside, and I just like went running. But I think I should have asked for salt. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just got freaked out. <laughs> so what would you say Venezuelan is most known for? Um, well, I think one of, I think every, oh, oh, Every Venezuelan will say this about, well, we are really good with beauty pageants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're really proud of that. We have, I see, I think six mixed Miss Universe mm-hmm. and we have like five Miss World. Mm-hmm. So in Venezuela, like beauty pageants are like a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone in the family is like seeing the TV, seeing the Miss Universe, seeing the Miss Venezuela because we have that culture. It's mm-hmm. like Really important. Beauty. Yes, beauty. We are like well known about for like beauty or beauty pageants because we have won a lot of Miss Universe. <laughs> yeah. And how does that trickle down to the rest of the country? You know, yes, you watch it on TV, but yes. does that, that uh, I guess, passion for beauty yes. extend out to the entire country? Yeah. Uh, growing up is really difficult because you feel the pressure. You can see that there's those beautiful women in, in television mm-hmm. looking amazing. And uh, you just want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I think girls in Venezuela, they have a lot of pressure because of that. I mean, I, I, yes. As, as good as those that as, you see on the TV. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
So I remember I had one friend. Um, she one time she she went to another country, and one of the people she was knowing in that country said, "Like, are you sure you're from Venezuela? Because you don't look Venezuela." And, and she was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So I think it's not only in our country that we need to look like that. You know, other countries look at us like that. Mm. But yeah, it's um, it's as as kid and as girl is like really complicated, right? Yes. And it, now, is that pressure from your family, or is that from outside yeah, um, sources, like like other other you know other girls or guys, I, or is it within the Family dynamic to no, look as good as that. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the family. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. My mom always like try to teach us that you need to look good, you need to like be presentable, you need to try to like keep yourself like looking nice. Mm-hmm. But no, I think it has. I cannot talk about everyone, but from my point of view, I think it needs to be like guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, for for the yes. from the men. Yes, I think that when you. For example, when I was younger, I always said, oh, I want to look good, whatever, I want to be noticed. But (laughs) I think that you feel that pressure. Mm -hmm. Because I always talk about it, the guys, oh, look, the miss. Oh, you look like a miss. Mm -hmm. One of the compliments, like, that you can receive in Venezuela is like, oh, you look like a miss. You look like a miss universe. Oh, miss universe, okay. Yes. But we don't call it miss universe, Mm -hmm. we say miss. Oh, she looked like a Miss Universe. Oh, you can be a Miss Universe. And when you received that compliment, you were like, oh, my God. Yeah, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes. Okay. So, I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I hope you guys enjoy it and... You yes, find I hope. interesting um, the things I said about Venezuela. Yes, I hope uh, everybody enjoyed it and yes. was able to learn a little bit about Venezuela and its culture. And don't forget to uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That way we can all stay connected and uh, learn more about each other and each other's cultures. So I hope everybody enjoyed themselves tonight. And uh, let me just leave you with a little piece of uh, something I live by. Uh, people don't feel the smile on your face. It's a smile of our hearts that people feel. Have a good night, everyone.